Horror Minute is rated R. The Rocky Horror Picture Show is also rated R. We're going to spend this time discussing the movie in gory detail, and along the road we will talk about some adult content and use some of our favorite swear words. Alexander Ovechkin is the greatest of all time, baby! Consider yourselves warned. Welcome to Rocky Horror Minute, the podcast where we break down. Oh, I had a I had a sentence break there. Okay, we're gonna do that again. Um, <laughs> it sure as fuck is the podcast where we break down. It's Welcome to Rocky Horror Minute, the podcast where we break down the Rocky Horror Picture Show in excruciating detail, one minute at a time. I'm one of your hosts, Leandra, and I'm your other host, Kelly. Yeah, that's Kelly Hansen, where the I stands for intelligent. <laughs> uh, it's Leandra Lynn, where the Y stands for you're a cunt. <laughs> Thankfully, we're joined by Blake Riley of D5, the Mighty Ducks podcast, and the Blake and Sal show. Oh, I'm so glad I have headphones in right now. <laughs> I have I love, I love we have had guests ask to record after a certain time of night so that their kids don't hear them talking about disgusting things. Yeah, I'm so glad I'm I'm in like my wife and son's office and they're downstairs so they can't hear anything. But I'm so glad I have headphones <laughs> in for that very reason. Though. <laughs> uh, yeah, for those of you that are just joining this podcast on minute 58 we swear a lot if you didn't really? catch the, um, if, you did, <laughs> if you didn't catch the disclaimer we'll say it again now fuck no yeah. <laughs> you know it's funny we went the whole oh. show without cursing much so there you go it made up for it <laughs> it's true yeah. so this is minute 59 58 58, 58. <laughs> this is minute 58 take eight So this is Minute 58 of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. What happens in Minute 58 of the Rocky Horror Picture Show? I'm so glad you asked. So we last left Janet singing to Rocky and she had said, there's no use getting. In this minute, she continues into heavy petting. It only leads to trouble and seat wetting. Now, after during heavy petting, she's pulling Rocky's hand up towards her breast and then she thrusts it away when she says it only leads to trouble. Uh, looks up really sanctimoniously. And then after after seat wetting, she looks down very guiltily. So there's an untold story there. Uh, then we see Magenta and Columbia are still laughing. Columbia is still painting Magenta's toenails very with like intense concentration. While uh, Magenta is blow-drying that same single section of her hair that she blow-dries for this entire song. Janet continues, Now all I want to know is how to go. I've tasted blood and I want more. Magenta and Columbia chant, More, more, more. Janet rips her slip more for no reason that I can see. And says, I'll put up no resistance. I want to stay the distance. Magenta and Columbia shriek with excitement. She says, I've got an itch to scratch. They gasp. And she says, I need assistance. And then she goes into the chorus. Touch a touch a touch a touch me. I want to be dirty. She's pulling Rocky towards her. He kind of tries to turn away and she just pulls him right back. Sings, thrill me, chill me, fulfill me, creature of the night. Uh, now, 
Magenta and Columbia are watching intently, and Magenta's, like, finger-banging her dryer, for lack of a better word, at this point. Uh, It's a very sexual motion (laughs) she's doing with her fingers. She's Uh, flipping the bean. Yeah, for sure. And then we see on the monitor, Rocky goes under Susan Saran, or Janet's leg, and she gets into the tank with him. And she starts kind of advancing upon him. She goes, then if anything grows, giggle, while you pose, I'll oil you up and drop you down. And that's the end of the minute. Super sexy minute, right, guys? Definitely. 100% yes. (laughs) All right. I mean, yeah. Yes. 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 It is. It is. I this is like maybe the filthiest lyrics in some places in the entire movie. Like it took me a long time to really understand what some of it meant. You know but like, I don't know. Maybe the you know what, though? <laughs> the seat it's, wedding one. <laughs> it is such brilliant wordplay. For someone who loves lyrics like I do, like I you don't yeah. you get over how good the wordplay is. I just like reading it and I had the lyrics in front of me, like it's such great wordplay. Yeah, I mean, the the seat wedding is really, like, visceral for me, I guess. Uh, that's, like, more explicit than you usually would hear in a musical like this. Uh, Has this ever of- happened to you? <laughs> I know, right? It's like, ugh, if I, I've been kicked out of more movie theaters, I tell you what. But there you go. <laughs> so... What, um, what's funny about that line? You know what's funny about that line, though? What, what is Brad's yeah. life like if she's just, like, dealing with that, but he's not getting any action? Like, like, what are going on there? Yeah. I mean, she claims she's only ever kissed before, but it's like, yeah, okay, Janet. Uh, we, like, the, the look she gives when after seat wedding tells a different tale. She never said she didn't take so, care of herself. She said she didn't kiss other people. There's a, difference. <laughs> There's a big difference. Yeah, that's true. She's an everything but girl. Yeah. And that's oh, either with one tier, too. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. On the topic of the lyrics, I the lyric all i want to know is how to go it's what does that mean um actually i could actually help that one that was actually the i know like when i was younger that was the in my high school like the word you use when you're talking about getting with somebody that was actually the way you said it in school without getting in trouble what do you mean like like i went with i've never seen greece in Greece, they talk like that, where they're going and they went and like they talk about that, that in Greece. Oh, I like I've heard like obviously going all the way or but whatever. In, in Greece, but I guess they talk like that. But if I remember, Greece is PG, okay. so they have to talk around sex in that movie. So like, yeah, a lot of times they'll say, "I went with her," and that means we fucked. But they don't say that. Oh my god! You know what? Yeah, if I yeah. I was obsessed with Greece as a child, and I've I've definitely heard that phrase before. Um, but I think I always just assume it meant like going out with someone, you know. If the next time you watch Greece, well, and that's what we watch about. those scenes. Well, we watch those scenes knowing they're talking about sex without talking about sex. That's what they're doing. Yeah, I will say in Donnie Darko, which I know is absolutely the exact same thing as <laughs> Greece and Rocky. Um, at one point, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes, beautiful. Jake Gyllenhaal says. Hey, I, I want to know if you would go with me. And the girl that he's talking to says, "Where?" And he has to kind of awkwardly explain that it's like, "I, I would like to date you." Well, see, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. I thought that to go with someone would be to date them, not necessarily just to fuck. But there you go. Well, I think that there's a there's kind of an implication of a second location. 
<laughs> right. Okay. So that that was interesting. And I just think that like, seems like you know how, Janet, at this point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, she's on autopilot. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that the that the line is I'll oil you up and rub you down. Yes. Not drop you down. It is it is rub you down. I have the lyrics in front of me, so I do have the lyrics right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she said drop you down. Yeah. And I, I wanna say that there are several other people who have heard say that. I don't know what it is. And actually I, I have the because I was gonna joke about this later. That's actually the lyric in the glee version. I'll oil yes. you up and drop you down is the glee version. So <laughs> that could be the mistake. Yeah, it's very weird to me, but there's a lot going on that makes me wonder what that could possibly be all about. Like, if you're dropping somebody down, I would assume that it has something to do with wrestling. But, (laughs) I mean, just going back into costuming, though, uh, last minute I talked about Columbia's costuming. And for this one, I want to talk a little bit more about what magenta is wearing. So she's wearing a black chiffon cover up with pinkish brown marabou feather trim. And if you're looking for something that's kind of similar, you can look up Penoir's, which is P-E-I-G-N-O-I-R. It's kind of like a, a see-through robe sort of thing. It's like classy lingerie, a dressing gown sort of thing, not the type that you would get, you know, um, for $14.99 uh, for one-time use, that sort of thing. But it's made of chiffon, and it's about knee-length, fastened fairly closely around the bust. It's got a full skirt with loose elbow-length sleeves, and the front is opaque while the back is not. So it's possibly uh, overlapped in the front. The front neck has some black roughly trim, and the back half of the neck is trimmed with that pinkish-brown marabou feather trim, and the sleeves and hem are also trimmed with the the feather trim, and a black ribbon hangs from each sleeve, apparently over the marabou, almost like there's supposed to be a bow that you can tie. So I've made my, uh, my costume, and when I went to make this one, I discovered that there wasn't really a color of marabou trim that you could buy that was quite accurate, so I dyed it myself. And what I used, because using like fabric dye on feathers is a little bit of overkill, I ended up using a mix of coffee and tea, but I used like pumpkin tea, so it had a lot of orange to it. And I started with kind of a pinkish feather boa sort of deal. And I mixed all of this in a gigantic stock pot. So I have multiple pictures of me looking like I am making Muppet soup. Like I've created this (laughs) disgusting, horrible, eldritch monstrosity of just feathers and, and fluff getting kind of saturated in uh, in its own juices and it is it, it's a really good thing that it fluffed up quite nicely because taking it out it looked disgusting <laughs> but it does smell like uh, it does smell nice still that was several years ago and it still smells kind of like coffee well that's good nice. yeah so in addition to that she has this bottle of nail polish and it's kind of a classic looking uh, style of uh, nail polish bottle and she it's really columbia that's handling that the the major prop that magenta has through this and i know kelly referenced this previously is her hair dryer and it's this vintage chrome handheld blow dryer with a white handle and cord and i'm 
fairly sure that it is a Con Air, and it would have been one that was fairly easy to purchase back in the early 70s. And I'm sure that at one of the next crim breaks, I will actually look up and relocate the specific make and model of that because I knew it at one point, and then I wrote it down, and now it's gone. One thing that I think is weird, though, just going back into things that I do know about, (laughs) Magenta is wearing just one boot and just one stocking. Yeah. All that she has done is taken off a boot and a stocking so that she can pass one foot over to Columbia to get her nails painted. Yeah. Insanity to do this. I will say that... If you wanted to, and you liked doing things that could mess up costumes and props, you hypothetically could take off a stocking and take off a boot and give your foot to Columbia, who would spend the entire scene just painting your toenails, but only those. And I know of a couple of people who actually do that. I think that that is just a recipe for disaster, because... People who shadow cast Rocky are not kind of across the board, graceful, elegant gazelles. Present company excluded, of course. Of course. I've never seen you trip while standing still. Okay. Now, I, (laughs) yeah, I actually suck so much at changing with any speed that that is something I will never even attempt as a magenta. I will say that I've considered doing it before and I have some quick dry nail polish that I conceptually could bring out, but I've never done that because I'm too much of a chicken shit. I've spent too much money on my costumes. Like, no, no, I'm good. It's just for me, like it takes me if I had boots that were easier to get in and out of, but the ones that I wear are not easy. Plus, like I like to that scene is really fun for me as magenta to like kind of get up in the audience's faces, you know? So I'd rather be doing that. So this actually is a good time to point out what a shadow cast can do to convey two different spaces while using one stage. And what most shadow casts do is they have the Janet and Rocky sexcapades happening uh, on the stage, generally center stage, and... You have Magenta and Columbia either on a nice chase lounge in one of the corners, or maybe if you have an actual stage that you are able to perform on, maybe they're on the ground level to create levels. There are different opportunities for uh, for making that look interesting. What our cast does is instead of having Magenta and Columbia sit on perhaps the the table that we use for dinner scene, which is something that I've definitely done many times in the past, uh, we actually sit on the backs of the seats in the audience so that our feet are kind of in the laps of a couple of audience members. And they love that. <laughs> yeah, they, they actually usually do. Yeah. Um, not when it was my two moms who came to see our show and that's the seats they sat in when I was playing magenta. And yeah, it was a lot of my crotch and breasts in their faces. And every time I like leaned forward at all, Christina, one of my two moms was like, stop, stop, <laughs> stop. Like she was dead ass serious. I was like, stop. 
So I'm amused by that. But you're in character. You're, I warned you're... them not to sit there if they like. I like. I told them like that's the like because my mom said which the best seat for having a good view of you, and I told them that one, but. I don't think you want that much of a view because I'm going to be in literally just underwear pretty much. Yeah, that's not a seat that I've ever recommended to my parents when they come see the show. But they've both been to Rocky enough times that they kind of have their preferred areas to sit. Yeah. So, yeah. I actually have a really interesting clip about Magenta and Columbia that I would like to play for you guys now. You're the same person almost. In fact, you were the same person, you see, because you weren't supposed to be two different people when I first wrote this show. Oh. You were the same person. I see. And then Dim- Jim, Sh- Jim, Sh- Jim Sharman said, I've got, I've got, um, uh, what was the name of the, Marianne Faithful. I know. Uh, you know, and she's really interested in, in being in the show. And, uh, she, you know, and uh, could we write a part for her? And I said, well, I, you know, I don't think so, because I'm not that clever writing in another part into the show. What I might do is split the girl's part into two pieces. And so Magenta and Columbia were split into two two different people. But, but was, I didn't understand. Who was Marianne going to play? Why she was going to play, gonna play Magenta. She was going to play... I don't know why. Don't ask me why. Because right. I think we already said yes to, to um, Little Nell. And then Marianne, I said, so I've done it. I've, I've kind of like, you know, I've worked it out that the two parts are split up into, into uh. Uh, the one part split into two parts. And uh, he went, oh yeah, well Marianne's gone. To, Marianne's, Marianne's gone to, to India. To, I know. Like, was I ever so pleased? And uh, she then, went on her trip. And then it was you. It had to be oh. you. <laughs> Wonderful you. Do 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 do. So I think the two of you playing together like that, it is like it is something symbiotic. There's like two little twins there. I like that. Yeah. I did not know that before I listened to this commentary. Did you know that, Leandra, that it was originally supposed to be one part? I'm not sure if I remembered that, but I did know that the original Magenta did go on Walkabout, and that's when Patricia Quinn swooped in and became iconic. So yeah, uh, I knew about the walkabout thing. I remember you talking about it, but I didn't realize that Magenta, the part of Magenta was created for that person who then went on walkabout, I guess. So it's crazy. But anyway, I think that that's a really interesting thing to think about how they they were cut from the same character. It makes sense too if you listen to the Rocky Horror Show soundtrack because I think that the characters of Magenta and Columbia are a little more similar in the show. Um, I could agree with that, yeah. Like in this They're- scene, for example, they're always speaking in unison. Like, you mean you'd only ever kissed and stuff like that? Yeah. So I have a question for you. Okay. Which lyrics do you prefer? The lyrics that are in this film or the Glee lyrics? <laughs> so I think obviously... The Glee lyrics, because they are so unintentionally hilarious. Oh man! Okay, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, here, right here. I'm a massive Glee fan. Like, I love the show. Like, I'm, I'm not even gonna. What? I love the show. I did not miss an episode when it first aired. I mean, my wife watched it every single week. <laughs> I love the show. Um, oh, my son dude. actually watched it now. I'm just being. Did you listen, did you listen to our? Recap I did, of the I episode. I laughed. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. That was funny. Um, 
this this is I will say something straight up. This is the only episode from the series so far, besides the Christmas episode, that my son has not watched because I did not want to explain uh, the movie to him. <laughs> I didn't want to explain it. I didn't want to deal with that. Like I did not want to deal with that conversation with a 12-year-old boy. I really didn't want to deal with that. What's funny about it is I did, you guys said you never watched Glee. They did a Grease episode. And I thought that was one of their best ones they ever did when it came to doing a movie on their show because it's Grease. It's easy. But like they have to get around the line on um, Pussy Wagon in Grease Lightning. And they actually said um, Dragon Wagon, which might be one of the dumbest edits I've ever heard. <laughs> but then I remember how bad the lyrics are in Tata Tatcha. And I realized, oh, okay, never mind. They, that's better than anything in here. <laughs> anything they did here. I, I just looked them back up. I, I know that Kelly has them memorized, but I don't. Um, for, <laughs> I have them on my screen. I have them over here. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I felt there's no use getting into heavy sweating. sweating. Awful. It only leads to trouble. <laughs> And bad fretting. What does that even mean? What does that mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, and just that entire scene is uh, everything in that episode and really in the show is so contrived. Like they worked so hard to make an opening for that song. Like I remember like, cause I watched Glee up until the beginning of season two when the Glee episode was. So I would have some context. And I remember yelling at the screen when I realized, like literally yelling at the screen when I realized that they had introduced a character named Jesse just to set up the song, Jesse's girl. Like, you know, it's funny. Okay. Fuck you. Here's the funny part about that. Me and my best friend and at the airport, we watched, we were watching the show at the same time. And he's like, we saw the, the, the song list, but come out like two days before the show came out. So we see the song list. We start Jesse's girl. And we're like, of course, someone's going to think Jesse's girl. We should have saw that one coming weeks ago. We should have yeah. saw that coming. But again, no, here's the problem with that. That is one of my favorite performances on the show because I love that Corey Monty's version of that song. So like, it's one of my favorite versions of the song ever. So that's the thing with that song. I mean, it's not like I had an issue with, I mean, it was like, I'm not a big fan of the song to begin with, I guess, Fair. but it's not like I had an issue with the performance. I was just so, it's so annoying to me. It's funny Name the character Jesse just to set it up. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That scene in the Glee episode in particular is like it's unbearable. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. It's really, see, as someone who watched the show in context as it happened, it was uncomfortable. Like, it was extremely yeah. uncomfortable to watch that episode. The only performance that I enjoyed is Time Warp. And even then, it's not that good. But it's only because I love the song and there's nothing really. I was just, I wanted to see what they were going to do for costumes and stuff like that. As only reason I wanted to see that performance. Yeah. And John Stamos doing his Beatles impression was amazing. But other than that, there wasn't really much good in yeah. that episode. So one quick uh, kind of segue from Glee lyrics, something that Blake brought up while you were away from your computer. You said that the line was, "I'll oil you up and." drop you down oh you would be mistaken but that is what it says in glee it's actually (laughs) i'll oil you up and rub you down oh yep okay yeah and which would make more sense right no it it makes it makes a lot more sense i okay it I, i always thought it was drop and it's like she like 
drops down at that moment. Or yeah. you down does and, make a lot more sense. Like, honestly. No, it makes more sense. Yes, it does. But I will say that you are not the only person who has said that. And I'm more than willing to re-listen to it. And no, I, I do I do believe you. I just, I'm, it makes sense. I never even considered because of how she drops down at that moment. But it, yeah, of course, it makes more sense. Talk to me more about Magenta finger banging this dryer. <laughs> I was going to come back up. <laughs> well, yeah. let's let's say, am I wrong? wrong? No. Okay. No. Not wrong. I just, no, you're not. You're not wrong. She's got the end of the dryer and she's doing like the circle and she's I've checking seen, the oil and ringing the bell. I, I, yeah. I've, I've seen that motion before. <laughs> let's put it that way. I haven't seen it, but I sure felt it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Hi, Dad. I know yeah. you're listening. I'm so sorry. Leandra unintentionally implies that I've topped her on this show. And uh, that didn't seem very unintentional. Yeah. <laughs> At our cast, we will typically get out of the tank for the last chorus. And that part's always fun because we can do some kind of silly, fun stuff. And it's a crowd pleaser. I, I like playing Janet in the scene. I like singing the song. We have a former cast member who. Uh, is very much just like your typical straight guy who I had, he was new to Rocky very much when he joined cast and he started playing Rocky and um, I was like around the corner and he didn't know. And I overheard him saying to somebody like during touch up, Kelly was looking at me like she was going to eat me alive. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, I was really intimidated. And I was like, well, I was in character. I mean, I've seen you give that look to many a person. So, so anyway, I, died when I overheard that. I was like, oh good, that came across. Anyway, so that was all I really had for this minute. I don't know if either of you had anything else. The one final thing that I did want to throw out there was kind of in juxtaposition of the leapfrog trophy that is in between Magenta and Columbia, we have the marble naked male statue in between Rocky and Janet. And something about the fact that this thing is absolutely like dead center of the screen through the vast majority of this has to be intentional. And once you have that in your eye, it really draws attention from everything else. And I don't love that, but I do think it's funny. You know, it's funny. Actually, I was thinking the same thing because we're doing this minute by minute. So I'm freeze framing the screen on this end and that's right there. You can't unsee it. <laughs> after like yeah. after like 10 seconds, you can't unsee it at all. So did you catch the Tarzan the Ape Man reference? No. So in the 1932 film Tarzan, Jane ends up ripping her slip in order to oh. uh, to make a bandage uh, for Tarzan. So this is a reference. Nice. Yeah, I mentioned in my synopsis of this minute that she rips it again for no particular reason during this song but because she doesn't do anything with that second bit she rips off it's to show off more of her crotch i'll just say well, yes. to get but naked that's really remo- up there removing the granny panties would go a long way i think we're uh, getting there we're getting there I, <laughs> yeah i will say that i do love her bra yeah janet's bra is just it's not sexy, or I guess I don't think that it's sexy, but I do think that it's very pretty. It's got some nice kind of lacy detail to it. I so. searched far and wide for a bra like that in my size, for my costume. Yeah, they, they don't tend to make very pretty feminine bras in sizes for people who are pretty and feminine, but also large-breasted. 
Yeah. I mean, they're getting better, but yeah, most of my bras do just look like gigantic coconut shells, basically. Yeah, you should feel shamed of your big smart titties. <laughs> yeah. My <laughs> heaving sex bosoms. Your dirty pillows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're breasts, mama. <laughs> anyway, I those were all of the notes that I had for this minute. <laughs> Um, Blake, did you have anything before we jumped into callbacks? No, I, I, I think I'm good. Okay. All right. So I just have a few. Starting with Into Heavy Petting, you can sing along with her and go, Into Heavy Metal, It Only Leads to Slayer and Pantera. You can even do it in more of a metal voice, but I can't. I don't really have it in me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and after that, after more, 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 after each instance... You can reply less, less, less. And finally, I have a very special callback that a very silly, annoying friend of ours loves to do specifically to annoy all of the rest of us during the chorus. She will sing, taco, 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 taco. I want a burrito, sour cream and guacamole, Taco Bell tonight. I don't know where she learned it. She's not really a rocky person, but I don't think she came up with it on her own. <laughs> she did not. It's a yeah. nice one. Yeah. She gets more joy out of singing that than I've ever seen anyone get out of a callback. She's exhilarated every time. Leandra, which ones did I miss? Not a whole lot. We've got some regional ones to go over. If you're not super into the heavy metal callback, you can go, I thought there's no use getting laid and then into heavy petting. Like what I do with my ferret, which I don't think is great, but it is a thing to say. And then it only leads to trouble and seat wetting. You can stand up and go, oh, shit, my seat's wet. And then the callback to the callback is sit down and enjoy it. <laughs> Gross. Wow. <laughs> and then now all I want to know is how to go down on you. I've tasted instead of blood, you can say come. Yes. And I'll put up no resistance. You never did. <laughs> and That's true. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is one that I've perhaps misheard, or it is one of those games of telephone that I'm just not privy to the beginning of it. But instead of, I want to stay the distance, you can go, I want to suck your pistons, which I, again, I might be mishearing it, it could be that this is something that over the years has changed, but you can say suck your distance or take your distance, you know, referring to a penis. Um, and then I've got an itchy snatch. I need prescription. And then for if you're not going to do the Taco Bell one, there are a couple of options. You can go eat me, beat me, mistreat me or drill me, fill me, then bill me, dentist of the night. And then when there's that pregante pause where Rocky is going under Janet's leg, you can go, smells like fish, tastes like a taco, must be Baja fresh. <laughs> so those are really the only ones that I have that you did not go over. All right. So if we don't have any more callbacks, then I guess that means that we're going to go ahead and wrap this up the same way we wrap up all of our episodes with... Now, no, you, you don't, don't have, have to go, go home, but you're going here, so get the fuck out. out. To the late night, double feature, picture show.
conceptually, if we had time for all of my stuff, I would definitely be oiling you up right now. But instead, we're just going to go raw. 